Hi, it's Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review, this time of the 4K ultra high definition version of Iron Man 3. I'll go ahead and start by saying I am a Marvel fan. I talked about this in another podcast that I really, you know, growing up, you didn't really think about the comic titles coming from a particular place. I had some friends that always, oh, DC's got this or Marvel's got that. But I was always, well, I like Doctor Strange, or I like Master of Kung Fu, or I like X-Men or Wolverine. You know, I, I was always more about the comic. And then as I got older and I looked through my comic collection and I didn't really have any DC in there, I guess I was a Marvel fan just because I was a fan of the content more than anything else. Nowadays, funny, you're a Marvel fanboy or a DC fanboy or a Star Wars fanboy or whatever, but I just happened to gravitate towards the Marvel stories because, well, all my friends loved Superman and Batman and I was kind of tired of Superman and Batman. They were everywhere and I, I liked the strange Iron Fist and Doctor Strange and even Iron Man at the time was kind of an underground thing because it just wasn't as big as Batman and Superman and things like that. So anyway, I was always a Marvel fan and when the MCU began I was thrilled uh, that one day we would eventually get a Doctor Strange movie is what I really wanted and we got a great one. Um, and I always thought of Iron Man 3 as kind of a disappointment. My least favorite or one of my least favorite of all of the MCU movies is Iron Man 2. I just didn't think it all came together. It just, when it's over, you just kind of go, meh. But I rewatched it recently and I liked it a lot better than I did originally. But still, it's one of the lesser movies, even though it's got Iron Man. It does some pretty, it introduces, you know, Black Widow and things like that. So Iron Man 2 was actually kind of important. But Iron Man 3, I remember everybody was talking about the Mandarin. That was the big thing. In 2013, when the movie came out, the biggest talk was of you know, the, all right, we're going to get into spoiler territory. If you haven't seen Iron Man 3 by now, you've had seven years and I'm sorry. But the whole switcheroo with the Mandarin not really being the Mandarin, you know, um, I like that. I thought it was interesting. I didn't see it coming. I, you know, it, it was humorous, but it was also, it was a good twist in my opinion. They did something that was unexpected. It almost backfired because the entire marketing campaign was Iron Man 3 was going to be all about the Mandarin. And Mandarin actually plays a small role. Very important in the beginning in the first half of the movie. But after that, nothing. Not important at all. Um, and we get to the, the real villain in the story. Uh, that being said, that was, you know, that was what everybody was talking about when Iron Man 3 came out. And... Iron Man 3 went on to gross $1.2 billion. It was the second highest grossing movie of 2013, the 16th movie of all time to gross more than a billion. It was the fifth highest grossing film of all time at the time and was the sixth highest opening of all time at the time. Got Best Visual Effects nominations at the Academy Awards and the BAFTA Awards. You know, this was a well-loved movie that for some reason, over the course of seven years, had gotten to be in my disappointing category, although I remember at the time I was one of the few people that said it was pretty good. The biggest difference between the first two Iron Man and the third was that John Favreau decided not to direct the third one, and they brought in Shane Black, who at the time was known for doing things like writing the Lethal Weapon movies, and and you know he had a small starring role in the first Predator, which he also worked on. He's more of a screenwriter, and had started getting into directing, and unfortunately he made the Predator, which wasn't 
you know, was disappointing, but not terrible. But I thought he did a great job with Iron Man 3. His way of writing, his twists, his... This had all Shane Black stamps on it, but still fit within the Marvel Universe and what we expected from a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man movie. Um, Rewatching it last night, I was kind of blown away by it, that it was really good. I think it kind of peters out like a lot of the superhero movies do towards the end where it becomes a big special effects extravaganza more than advancing the story. It's just kind of to give you a fireworks display at the end. And that's not always a bad thing. I'm a fan of action movies and mindless action I can appreciate. But I like some of the other Marvel movies that have more import, uh, you know, built into the final extravaganza this one felt more like it was just an extravaganza but man it's it's well choreographed extravaganza of violence uh when he brings all of the different iron man suits at his disposal to back him up when he's got to fight these people that are infected with extremists Watching it again, I you know I had watched this seven years ago. And went, you know I liked it better than most people did, and then it over the years just kind of became well two and three Iron Man just weren't up to the first one. But watching it now, Iron Man three is one of my favorites in the MCU. It's a well made movie. They could have stuck the landing a little better, but then that we get why Pepper Potts is a little more super now than she was before this movie and why she was able to do some of the things she did in Avengers and Endgame. So anyway, long story short, I really enjoyed Iron Man 3. Um, I picked up the 4K Steelbook from Best Buy when it was on sale one day for $9.99, which is an incredible price for a 4K movie, including a Steelbook, especially from Disney these days. Um, I am not trying to upgrade my entire movie library to 4K, but I am trying to get all the movies, all the MCU movies in steelbooks because I didn't buy those big collections. I bought them as they came out and I tried to buy the steelbooks as they came out, but they didn't start making steelbooks till about Civil War. Before that, the special edition of Thor had a different cover on the slipcover and things like that. Or Iron Man 1 came in, uh, Target had a plastic mask that was the, the disc holder for the Blu-ray. And they really didn't start getting into MCU steelbooks, which now when an MCU movie comes out, there will be a steelbook. You can just count on it. But in the beginning, they did not. So I was waiting for big sales, and hopefully they didn't sell out before. And the last four movies I needed to get on Steelbooks was the first three Iron Man... Well, there's only been three, but the three Iron Man movies were not released originally in Steelbooks. And the first Thor, I guess Dark World... Did that come out before Civil War? That may have been the first of the Steelbooks. But anyway, I've got all of the other MCU movies in Steelbooks when they came out, so I didn't have to pay extravagant prices later. But I really wanted to get Iron Man 1, 2, and 3 and Thor. And I I was patient enough. They went on sale, and I got them for 10 bucks a piece. So anyway... Uh, the 4K version is a marked improvement over the original Blu-ray. The Blu-ray is seven years old and does show a little bit. It was pretty state-of-the-art at the time and looks great. But the, it's a 2K DI upscaled to 4K on the 4K, and it's great. The sound mix on most of the Disney movies need to be cranked up a little bit. They're a little soft. I didn't find that to be the case with this one. It's got a new Dolby Atmos mix that was active and loud. I ran my system at the normal volume, not... With some of the others, like Iron Man 2, I did run hotter than I usually run movies. But Iron Man 3, no, it, it fit 
very much with modern soundtracks uh, for loudness-wise and and for activity. It was a good Dolby Atmos soundtrack. When you've got all of those different Iron Man suits flying around at the end, there was a lot of overhead, uh, a lot of side-to-side, and a lot of front-to-back. It was it was a good surround sound mix. The picture, video quality was great. I found it to be flawless. I don't know if they scrubbed anything. I didn't do my usual, let's get up close and see some of the details, but I thought the movie looked fantastic with no flaws throughout the thing. Blacks were were solid, not crushed. Uh, colors, HDR content was was not. It's not a super colorful movie. It's a more realistic and gritty movie. But all in all, Iron Man three ranks a little bit higher than it did before I watched the 4K version. And I don't know how much the 4K had to do with it, other than just watching this now that I have all 23, 24 Marvel movies uh, ingrained into my psyche. This now has a higher place in the hierarchy. It was the seventh one. And, and it holds up. So Iron Man 3, if you haven't upgraded yet, or maybe you don't own a copy of the movie, I would splurge on the 4K. It's definitely worth it. There were no new extras on it. All the extras were ported over from the original Blu-ray stuff and are on the Blu-ray, as per most of these uh, Marvel movies. But now they've got them all out on Steelbooks. So if you're a collector like me, you're probably pretty happy about that. They, they finally did that. And we'll see what happens going forward with, with the upcoming uh, next set of Marvel movies that are coming. I can't wait. Sorry they got, we'd be watching a Black Widow movie right about now if it wasn't for the pandemic stuff, so we'll see. Anyway, more reviews, more podcasts. I got a talk show coming up and some other things, so stay tuned, please. Uh, Please check out my website, therockfile.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to Patreon if you can. And I will talk to you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 